Hi friends, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jacqueline. Welcome to Talk Bookish to Me. The podcast where friends get together and talk about books. Happy Monday. Today's episode is one I'm sure you've been waiting for, and it's finally here. But first, an exciting announcement. Gwen and I will be doing our next book discussion very soon. We've decided to read and chat about Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson with all of you. That's all right. We're doing it. The book discussion for Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson will be on February 15th. So if you haven't read it yet, join us in reading it at the beginning of February and send in your questions for us to answer and chat about. We hope you're all excited about our first book discussion of 2021. Not only is this one of our most anticipated releases of the latter half of 2020, but we're also going to have one of our friends on air discussing the book with us. For details and updates, follow us on Instagram at talkbookishpodcast. Before we jump into today's topic about the most anticipated releases of January, February, March, and April of 2021, let's chat about what we're currently reading. I am currently reading These Violent Delights by, I don't know the author's name, but it's the white book cover with a face with the red slash across it. It's supposed to be like, I think it is an LGBT love story um, with dark academia vibes. I just started it last night and I'm not very far into it. The very opening I don't think it was like the first chapter. I think it was like the prologue or whatever. Very interesting. I was like, whoa, mind blown. But then the book started and I was kind of like, oh, we're not going to continue where that was. Oh, so I don't know if I'm really enjoying it yet. It's a pretty chunky book, but I have it on one of my backlist titles that I really want to read this year list. So I'm trying to power through those first 50, 100 pages to get into the story. I don't think I've ever heard of that book. And that's really great, though, that you're like trying to read your backlist. Yeah, I have a like I set aside like certain books that I look at my bookshelf, like my TBR shelf. And I'm like, these are the ones if I was to choose any backlist titles, these are the ones that I was like, I can't believe I didn't read them when I got them. So Mm -hmm. it's one of the books that I actually picked it up in December. I think it released in December, but it's weird because there's two books that released in the same month, These Violent Delights. It was like a fantasy book. And then this one, same title and everybody gets them confused, but. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the covers are totally different though. So do you have anything you're reading? I know you said your reading hasn't been great this year so far. I'm a little worried for you. Yeah, no, I still haven't picked up any books, so I'm not currently reading anything. (laughs) I do. I do actually have like in my in my head I have like what I'm going to pick up next. I just haven't had the time yes. or even really the drive or want to pick it up because I'm just like I mean obviously I'm in a slump, but I'm actually just okay with it for the time being yes, because I think it's okay. yeah. And I lowered down my Goodreads challenge to 60 books this year. And it's funny though, hopping on there, it's like you're one book behind schedule, and I'm like. Psh- quiet (laughs) but yeah so I have one book that I'm going to pick up next that is going to be part of my reading Rex sent by you series so um I watched my first video and it's a great recommendation but I'm not gonna talk about it on here right but I didn't start it yet anyway so yeah you guys have to go check out her channel she's doing this great series that she has people send in recommendations to her not just any recommendations but recommendations that her viewers think that she will actually like and they send in a little video recommending the book why she should read it and she reacts to the video that is sent in and then she actually reads that book vlogs the experience and lets you know all of her thoughts and feelings I'm really excited about this series yeah yeah, I'm super excited. Like it's so far it's been I mean I haven't read, but so far I've like watched 
the video and I've reacted to it and then I went and picked up like the book at the library and it's just been so fun filming all of that so I can't wait to see if I'm like this book just seems like such a good recommendation for me so I'm I feel like I have really high expectations but at the same time I'm gonna be really sad then if I don't like it yeah. but I still think that yeah it was a really good choice and especially for the first video of this series I think it's gonna be great. Moving on into our anticipated releases from January through April the plan is to go month by month according to the expected publication date however these dates can change in fact when I was compiling my list today I noticed a change in publication date so I it was totally bumped off of this list and we'll be talking about it in another podcast episode later this year but so these dates are all kind of iffy it's all kind of floating out there in the ether who knows but starting off in January the first one that really caught my eye is The Push by Ashley Audrain and this is a tense page-turning psychological drama about the making and breaking of a family and a woman whose experience of motherhood is nothing at all what she hoped for and everything she feared. So she ends up having her daughter and in the thick of her exhausting early days, she becomes convinced that something is wrong with her daughter. She doesn't behave like most children do. And then of course, it's like, is this all in her head? Her husband says that she's imagining things. But then later on, they have a son. And he is kind of everything that she thought like being a mother and, you know, raising a child would be like. So I've heard that this one is very interesting and it tackles a lot of hard topics like postpartum depression and stuff like that. So yeah, sounds interesting to me. Yeah, that book literally sounds like something I would like and I did not know like it, it was not on my radar. So I'm writing that down. The next one comes out on the 19th as well. And it is called Across the Green Grass Fields by Shauna McGuire. This is the sixth book in the Wayward Children series. And I have read all other books in this series. And this is about a young girl discovering a portal to a land filled with centaurs and unicorns. And this land is called the Hooflands. So when I looked this book, up it said book six of six and usually it didn't say an ending number so I'm wondering if this is the last in the series if it is I will be so sad because this is a book I like a release that I look forward to every single January of every single year so if this is the last one I'm gonna be so sad but I hope it's the best one yet so far mine has been the second book in the series has been my favorite so I'm hoping yeah. that this will be great. I think I was watching one of your flashback vlogs that you put out in December and I think you were reading I, I don't know much about this series but you were reading I think the release in January and mm -hmm. I think you didn't like that one you were upset by yeah. it I think. So. Yeah that one it flashed back to the second book like it continued the second book mm -hmm. and I just that was the first time that's ever been done in the series like the first book it's kind of not in one of the portal fantasy worlds and it really doesn't focus on that it focuses on them like it explains explains kind of they're at the home of this lady that kind of takes in children that have been to portal fantasy worlds mm -hmm. and there's like a mystery thing that happens in that book but then in the second book you actually go to one of these portal fantasy worlds and the third one you go to one of these portal fantasy worlds and the fourth one you go to one of these portal fantasy worlds and then the new the next book came out and it's revisiting 
a previous Portal Fantasy World, the one that I loved, the one that was my favorite. And I was like, oh, it kind of ruined it a little bit. But I'm just going to block it out of my memory and forge ahead with this (laughs) this sixth one. All right. I, of course, want to continue in the Moose Springs Alaska series. So the next one comes out on the 19th. Enjoy the View by Sarah Morgenthaler. And this is a romance between New Girl River and Easton, who is Graham's best friend. So Graham is the main character from the first book. And of course, he's in the second book as well, but he's not like the main character. But Easton has always kind of been in the back of my mind like, oh, we got to get an Easton story. And here it is. And I'm so excited. And the last book that's really on my radar for January is The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And this is on my list because it's a podcast type story. Um, It's not a thriller, unfortunately, because I'm always looking for thriller podcast books. So if you know any, let me know. But this is um, where two exes deliver relationship advice live on air and their audience gets invested super fast. And it's not long before the X Talk becomes the must listen in Seattle and climbs the podcast charts. Yeah, that one, like I saw that one and I think I added it to my TBR and then I took it back off because I, you know, I have such a hard time with like romance novels and it it's kind of like, I hate to love or it seems yes. like it, you know, like they're getting riled up and I was like, uh-huh. uh, I probably will hate it. So I took it off. I know as soon as I saw it, it was like hate to love. I was like, Jacqueline is not going <laughs> to. I mean, the concept sounds so good, like with mm-hmm. the podcast and delivering like the relationship advice. But I just don't know, like, I don't, I don't know why all romances have to have that element in it. Okay, so the ones that I'm excited for, for January, um, this one comes out on the 5th, and I actually was not as good as Gwen, and I did not check all of these dates as of today, so maybe I'm lying to you guys, who knows. <laughs> but this is Influenced by Sarah Shepard, which is actually the writer of Pretty Little Liars, and I love that series and that show. I was obsessed with that show. Um, So this one is a young adult novel. No, I'm I'm a little cringing on that one. Yeah, but still, it's about three girls who are influencers in LA, and they talk about the world of trading free products for pictures with brands, gossip, drama, boyfriend stealing, all that kind of stuff, which is stuff that I do really like. Yeah. Uh, But like, You do like that kind of social media Mm -hmm. thing in books, and I think even though it is a YA, since it's a topic you really do like, the exploration of I think you will enjoy it yeah and I mean like Pretty Little Liars like that is young adult but I just loved it a lot hopefully I like this one and then the next one that I have on my list this one it comes out on the 12th and it's The Roommate by Serena Bowen Um, I read Him by Serena Bowen and Elle Kennedy and I loved it that was a male male romance and this one is also a male male romance hopefully I still like it even though it's not like a collab novel but this one it says like wanted one roommate to share a three-bedroom house split the rent and then seeking a room to rent in town I'm tidy have no pets so it's like two guys one is like looking for a room roommate one is looking for a place to stay um and hopefully that you know hopefully I'm gonna like it I don't think it's like hate to love even though it's a male male romance because like sometimes they it'll probably be like two guys that are total opposites yeah opposites attract yeah I think so I don't know the second guy sounds like me is like I'm tidy I have no pets and I'll feed you homemade bread yum that's me Then uh, the last one I have for January, this one comes out on the 13th and it's another book by Sarah Shepard. This one's called Memory Lane, but it hardly has any synopsis at all. Yeah, it says a strained mother and daughter bond, an experiment with memory implantation, a murder. 
that's all it has on there. Oh, that one sounds real good. Yeah, How I looked it she... up on Goodreads. I wonder if one of these was supposed to be... So, I'm influences YA, and mm-hmm. the memory lane is probably It's adult. like a sci-fi thriller. But that's interesting. Two books in one month. Go, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I think that memory lane is also written with someone else. Okay. Um, so, I think it was like a collab. Okay, that's uh, cool. Yeah, I couldn't find very much information on it from Goodreads. Nice. All right, moving into February, The Project by Courtney Summers releases on the 2nd, and this follows Lo, a journalist who has devoted the past six years of her life to uncovering the truth about the cult her older sister is involved in. I was like, cult? Yeah. Mystery. That one's on my Sisters, list Sisters, let's do it. So many people, like, because they know that I like cults, like, I've had so many people recommend this book to me. If I do not read it, everyone's going to hate me. <laughs> um, also on the second, Makeup Breakup by Lily Menon. This is another hate to love. Um, it's steamy, a hilarious novel focuses on rival app developers, Anika um, Dev, who is devoted to helping people make their relationships work, and Hudson Craft, whose app helps people break up as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Why do so. they have to be hate to love? Like, these sound so good. <laughs> I know, especially because of the app thing. Yeah. I thought I'd that lo- you would right. really like that. I love social media and apps and books. I don't know what it is. I mean, I love it in real life, too, so maybe that's why. <laughs> On the 4th of February, Open Water by Caleb Azuma Nelson releases. And as soon as I read the synopsis of this, I was like, this is what I was hoping Normal People by Sally Rooney was going to be. So this is about, it's a debut novel about two black artists falling in and out of love. They meet at a pub in Southeast London. They're both black, British, both won scholarships to private schools where they struggle to belong. Both are now artists. He's a photographer. She's a dancer. And they're trying to make their mark in a city that... that turns celebrates and rejects them. So it's a tender falling in love story about two people who seem to be destined to be together, but could be torn apart by fear and violence. Like Mm. that is, I mean, other than um, a couple of little minor things, but this is what I was hoping normal people would be. So I'm hoping that this gives me what I wanted out of that book. Yeah. And I just, I love the cover of this one. It's really simple. Oh, nice. I haven't seen fan. the cover for I'm this. I'm a fan. I'll take a look. This one might be one of the books that I don't have the exact date right, but I'm hoping the 4th of February. Okay. Next up on the 9th, Game Changer by Neil Schusterman, which is a YA story. I love Neil Schusterman. I've read several of his other books. I'm a fan. This one is about Ash, who is a football player, and when he is hit hard on the field, he's knocked into a series of alternate dimensions where he experiences life through the eyes of people he could never fully understand from the outside. Yep, that one is on my my radar too. On the 16th, All Girls by Emily Layden. And this is, I think this is a YA story as well. Um, It's set in a New England prep school and it follows nine young women navigating their ambitions, friendships, and fears against the backdrop of a scandal. So I love a good dark academia novel and I think this is going to tackle it but also have like harder topics discussed as well. Now this next one, (laughs) I am literally so excited about this one. I've been talking to you about this one forever. This comes out on February 23rd. It's called The Marriage Pass by Brianna Cole. You can 
put money down. I am going to read this book as soon as I can. It is about a couple celebrating their one year wedding anniversary and they give each other a free pass to indulge in their deepest desires. Right there, I'm like, ooh, okay. I think this one gets dark because for Dr. Dorian Graham, the free pass is a chance to spend the night with his wife's little sister. <gasps> no. Oh my gosh. I have to read this. This sounds so good. I am, I am dying I about this synopsis. I would kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, okay, first of all, how are you going to celebrate your wedding anniversary? Yeah, what? With a free pass? Yeah. Mm, I don't okay. know. But man, that I am just like. So good. We have I'm to read that. I'm dying about it. I'm dying I'm going to pre-order it. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so excited about that one. Okay. So also on the 23rd, I have a couple more. So Quiet in Her Bones by Nalia Singh. And this one follows socialite Nina, who disappeared 10 years ago with a quarter of a million dollars in cash. So when she left, everyone assumed it was because she was tired of her husband. Now, her bones have been found in the forest that surrounds her elite neighborhood. And her son is uncovering the dark truth of what actually happened. Now, this one I think you may or may not be interested in. It also comes out on the 23rd. It's called The Kitchen Front by Jennifer Ryan. And it's set in World War II. So historical fiction, which I'm not a huge fan of. And you've started dabbling in. Um, but four women compete for a spot hosting a wartime cookery program called The Kitchen Front. And the four ladies all come from like different backgrounds and stuff like that, of course. So you have a young widow and it's her chance to pay off her husband's debt and keep a roof over her children's head. You have a kitchen maid. It's her chance to leave servitude and find freedom. Then you have a lady of the manor, a chance to escape her wealthy husband's hostile behavior. And then lastly, you have a trained chef and it's her chance. Remember, it's set in World War too so mm -hmm. it's her chance to challenge the men at the top of her profession so you're gonna have these four women competing to be a host for this wartime cookery show and it has like the competition and the cooking and i'm excited about it it's out of my comfort zone but it just sounds so good i had to like I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely out of my comfort zone, but I'm intrigued by the cooking. So I'll wait for you to read it and then yeah. you can let and me the, know. The cover of this book reminds me of like a 1970s cookbook though, because it's like a woman in an Ew. apron and it just shows her apron part. It's just, it's kind of interesting cover. Uh, but yeah, I am looking forward to this one. Yeah, February seems to be a really good month for you for books. Yeah, February and like... Uh, what is it? I think May are like probably my biggest month so far. So I also am excited for The Project by Courtney Summers, which Gwen already talked about. And that one, I'm mostly excited just for the cult aspect. Not mm -hmm. very excited for it being young adult, but we'll see what happens. And then I'm also excited for Game Changer, which I... I have like a, I guess I shouldn't say love-hate relationship because I think I've only read two books by Neil Shusterman. The first one was Unwind and I loved that one. And then I read Dry and I didn't like that one. So This is the we'll deciding see. factor. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really think that Game Changer, it, it sounds a lot like Dark Matter and stuff with like, you know, alternate realities and stuff. So I'm really hoping that I like it. Like I hope it lives up 
to what I'm thinking about it in my head. <laughs> yeah. Then on the 16th is Do No Harm by Christina McDonald. Um, this is her third book and I have previously read her first two books, which are actually really good. What would I call them? Like kind of like light thrillers. Like they don't have a lot of twists and turns, but they usually have a really good storyline and characters. And the first two books are like mother-daughter relationships. And when I was reading the synopsis for this one, this one is like a son and mother relationship. Okay. So this one says, Emma loves her life. She's the mother of a precocious kindergartner married to her soulmate, who's a police detective. And she has a rewarding career as a doctor at the local hospital. But everything comes crashing down when her son, Josh, is diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. Determined to save him, Emma makes the risky decision to sell opioids. There's that word again. No, as soon as as soon as Sydney you were gonna say it, I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna say it and it's gonna be perfect. <laughs> Guys, last episode I could not say opioids to save my life and it was oh my goodness. It was it was it was crazy. I didn't even know that word was in here. I forgot. <laughs> wow. So anyway, she's selling opioids to fund the life-saving treatment he needs, but when somebody ends up dead a lethal game of cat and mouse ensues, her own husband leading the chase. So it's like wow. she's doing something the illegal. The police detective and is like that's her, after her? Yeah, like her husband oh is after gosh. her. Oh my gosh. But I like how it's like a mother and son because you don't see that very often. It's always a mother-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm so intrigued, like especially, I mean, if your son has like, you know, a rare form of cancer and you need the money – you know, like what lengths would you go like to? How far would you go? Yeah. yeah, but then her husband is after her yeah. and he doesn't even know it's her. Oh it my gosh. So I know, I'm excited. <laughs> then on the 16th, also, there's The Echo Wife by Sarah Gailey. I've actually never read anything by Sarah Gailey. This says that it's a nonstop thrill ride, perfect for readers of Big Little Lies. Doesn't every book say that? I don't know, but it does <laughs> sound really good. So it says Martine is a genetically cloned replica made from. Evelyn Caldwell's award-winning research. She's patient and gentle and obedient. She's everything Evelyn swore she'd never be. And she's having an affair with Evelyn's husband. Whoa. Yeah. So I think that it's like a scientist, I guess, made this like clone replica of herself. And then- I bet you that gets messy. Yeah, I can't wait. (laughs) I don't know. I have actually a lot of like- sci-fi thrillers this year that are coming out yeah and I do really like sci-fi thrillers so that was it for February for me okay so moving on to March um I think we're both looking forward to Every Last Fear by Mm -hmm. Alex Finlay this is a debut psychological thriller it's a family made infamous by a true crime documentary that's found dead leaving their surviving son to uncover the truth about their final days yeah I'm excited for that one. On the ninth, actor age, Eve Brown. I always say Evie for some reason, but it's Eve Brown by Talia Hibbert releases. This is the third book in the Brown Sisters series by Talia Hibbert. And I have loved five out of five stars for the first and the second book. The second book was my favorite book of last year. So Eve Brown is the flightiest Brown sister. She crashes into the life of an uptight B&B owner and has him falling hard. So it's going to be their little romance, and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's going to be funny and, like, dramatic, and oh, I don't know. They're just so great. And her writing is, like, spot on. Mm-hmm. So on the 16th of March, we have Our Last Echoes by Kate Alice Marshall. And this book sounds really interesting. It's a collection of eerie found documents and written confessionals. It has supernatural twists that keep you questioning what is true and what is an illusion. So you have a series of clues that lead Sophia to the island of Bitter Rock, Alaska. 
love book set in Alaska, where she talked her way into a summer internship at this research center. And it's the same center where her mother worked at right before she died. So I think it's going to have lots going on. Hope it's done well. Hope I love the Alaska vibes. With supernatural yeah. twists. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. On the 23rd, Every Value Break by Peter Swanson releases. And this cover and the synopsis both remind me of The Guest List by Lucy Foley. So <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, okay. So it has major no, it has major fatal attraction vibes. This is set with Abigail on her bachelorette weekend where she sleeps with a sexy mystery man and quickly comes to regret it when he shows up on her honeymoon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine? I could not imagine. I would die. <laughs> so, of course, she's trying to keep the man's presence a secret. And then she realizes that he's more dangerous than she ever imagined. Ugh, okay. So, like, I am not a huge fan of Peter Swanson. I feel like I'm kind of let down by a lot of his books anytime I try and read his books, even though they're the ones that everyone raves about. And so I didn't put this on my list because I was like, okay, well, another Peter Swanson book, like, of course. Um, but now, like, the whole mystery man showing up on your honeymoon, like, that sounds really good. <laughs> so yeah. maybe I'll wait and see how people are feeling about it. See, there's some books like that. Like, I'm like, man, that sounds so good. But then, like, the author has let me down in the past. That's true. And, and also, then I'm like, mm, I'm going to wait till I hear some reviews. Yeah, and then we've talked about before where, like, the synopsis is like, you know, yes. a, a sense worth of what the book is about. So I'm always afraid that like, okay, yeah, he's going to show up on our honeymoon and then he's just like leaving and then like the rest of the story isn't anything about the drama. But it says that he's more dangerous than she ever imagined. So I'm thinking it's going to be like, I don't know. I hope it's more of the plot, you know, like yeah, I'm hoping I it's hope a really so. good. All right. The last one that I have on my radar for March is on the 23rd as well. The Lost Village by Camila Sten. And this is set in 1959. A documentary filmmaker Alice's grandmother's family disappeared long along with everyone else in a mining town dubbed the Lost Village. So now Alice is taking a crew to the site, um, hoping to figure out what happened, but they've barely set up camp when it becomes apparent that someone or something doesn't want them there. So I'm wondering if it's going to be a little supernaturally as well, you know? Yeah, I think it was under horror on Goodreads because I actually have this one on my list. So I like I was looking at it. Um, so I, what you already said, the two that I have on my list is Every Last Fear by Alex Finlay and then The Lost Village by Camilla Sten. And I think that The Lost Village, I am a little worried because of it being like in 1959, but I think that that's going to be kind of like one of the books that I read to kind of fill in my historical fiction getting out of my comfort zone. So I'm wondering, like, is it going to be told in two parts? Like, what happened in 1959 and what ha what's happening now? You know what I'm saying? Oh, right, Because maybe. the disappearance is when, like, in the 1959 part. So I'm hoping it is kind of like a now and then, and we yeah. can kind of build the clues together along. But we shall see. I didn't know it was built under horror, so... I'm excited about that, especially because I wanted to explore that genre more. And as you will it, see, like, I don't have that many on my list. Yeah. So. And it reminds me of, like, the way Jennifer McMahon writes her books. And I've read one, so hopefully I'll, like, 
Camilla also. Well, mentioning Jennifer McMahon, in April on the 6th, The Drowning Kind by Jennifer McMahon releases. It's about a woman who returns to the old family home after her sister mysteriously drowns in its swimming pool. This one reminds me of Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. Um, it was exactly that. A woman returns to her family home. But I mean, the circumstances are different, but it's basically like the same synopsis. So I'm different. I'm, you know, waiting to see what's going to be different about this one. Yeah, I haven't read Into the Water, but I do have The Drowning Kind on my list. And I am really excited. I actually saw, I was watching Matt the Page Turner on YouTube and he read this and gave it five stars and said it was amazing and better than her other than like the oh. winter people and a lot of people oh. love the winter people so I'm really excited about this one yeah now. the winter people is on my TBR still I need to read it I've been hearing like I wasn't hearing I heard like a long time ago good stuff about it and then it kind of died off for a while but now I'm like I think because it's winter and people are reading it so I've been hearing a lot of good things about the winter people yeah. and I'm like okay maybe I should try to read it before this one so We'll see. Next up on my list for April on the 13th, we have What You Never Knew by Jessica Hamilton. And this is told in alternating points of view between the living and the dead. 40-year-old June Bennett inherits Avril Island after the death of her sister. So it's an island she believed was sold when she was 12. But when she returns to the island to grieve for her sister, she learns that the people there believe that her father murdered someone before taking off. And now she realizes that strange things are happening on the island and she'll have to piece together her past to figure it all out. Interesting. I wonder if that one's like horror supernatural. No, you know, I didn't really look at the genres <laughs> for these. So that's interesting. Okay, so on the 20th, this is another one that I'm both super excited for and really, really nervous about because I think obviously like I compared it to Daisy Jones and the Six mm -hmm. just from the synopsis and Daisy Jones and the Six like is by one of my is by Taylor Jenkins Reid, my favorite author of all time. So I'm like, please don't compare the two, Gwen. Please don't do that to yourself. <laughs> but it does sound like it. So the revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton is about a fictional oral history of the beloved rock and roll duo who shot to fame in the 1970s New York fictional <laughs> just like people had to they thought like daisy jones in the six it was so real they were like is this like real life oh that's right yeah. um yeah and they would always like look it up and stuff like this so yeah this is just about a duo though and stuff like a whole band but it's set in 1970s new york rock and roll duo mm -hmm. i'm just i'm really excited for it and i think that opal is going to be like that daisy character where she's really like fierce and independent and this is also the woman is black so obviously that's a difference as well but a whole bunch of stuff crazy goes down I mean you can imagine what the 1970s is like for black people during that time and yeah I'm just I'm just I'm so excited but I'm also really really nervous about it it does sound super similar to Daisy Jones and the Six which I I did not like that book but it, I think it was yeah. just wasn't for me because of the historical fiction and I'm not interested in bands yeah, I used to read a lot of Rolling Stone magazine articles like okay. when I was in high school and stuff like that. Like it used to be my jam, me and my friend Tara all the time. That's like all we would do. We would go to the library and check out old issues of the Rolling Stones magazine. Oh, wow. And I would literally read it like all of the time. And um, so I didn't read it. 
I listened to it on audio and that was like the way to go for that one. Um, and I know like some people get turned off when, you know, you say like, oh, you have to listen to it this way or you have to read it one time and then you have to reread it or something like that. I just listened to it on audio. It mm -hmm. is my preferred way to read books along with the physical copies. So that's what I did. And I just, it reminded me of those Rolling Stone articles and I just... I loved it. So I'm really hoping I love the final revival of Opal and Neb as well. It sounds great. And the last one that I really have to talk about is Mirrorland by Carol Johnstone. And this is also a thriller. It's the story of twin sisters, the man they both love, and the dark childhood they can't leave behind. Hmm. On the 6th, The Drowning Kind by Jennifer McMahon. I actually have this on NetGalley and I did not get to read it by the end of the year, but I still have time to read it. So I'm excited about that because I have heard a couple good things about it and I have liked a previous Jennifer McMahon novel. So let's hope. Then I loved Jocelyn Jackson's book that came out like two years ago. It was called Never Have I Ever and she's finally writing another like thriller dr drama again because she does I think write some historical fiction but I wasn't interested in, in like reading her backlist historical fiction but this one is called Mother May I and I don't know I, I don't know if it's like kind of horror also it says Bree sees a witch in her bedroom window quickly dismissing it the next thing we know her infant son Robert is taken with a note not to call the police and do everything the mis this mysterious person tells her Bree joins forces with an old friend as they hunt for their son. The puzzle delivers shocking twists and disturbing lies and secrets. And so I, I think that the witch might just be like a maybe an older lady. I don't think it's supernatural, but I'm also not sure. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah. Then uh, the last one that I have for April, this one comes out on the 20th. This is The Perfect Daughter by DJ Palmer. And it says that this is about a teenage girl who has dissociative identity disorder after she is accused of murdering her biological mother. Wow. Yeah, so I'm really excited for this one um, a lot because, you know, I like reading anything about, like... Disorders. Di yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, like, mental illnesses and stuff like that. <laughs> so I'm very excited to see. Yeah, like, I don't know. It, it kind of has, like, the act vibes, you know? Yeah. Like, um, you know, the... What's her name? Gypsy Rose. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that, but that's it for me. So preparing for today's episode, I felt like my head was going to explode. It was jam-packed with early 2021 releases that we're looking forward to, and we'd love to know what's on your radar. But before wrapping up today's episode, I want to check in with you and see how you're feeling about heading back into work tomorrow and if you were able to come up with a schedule for yourself. Yeah, so <laughs> I am nervous about going back to work, especially because we have um, some longer days because we had to get COVID tested um, these first couple days and then wait for the results to come back before we could go back. So I'm going to have long days the rest of this week. Um, but part of me also is excited about it because I feel like I work better under like pressure and like a set schedule and not having a lot of free time because I feel like this whole entire month that I've had off, Yes, I did get stuff done and obviously we moved and I organized and stuff, but I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt like I wasted a lot of time and I was more stressed out about me wasting time and then I would just waste more time, you know what I mean? Instead of being like, okay, this is the only hour I have to like film, so I'm gonna film, you know, this many videos or I have to get this editing yeah. done before work. So I'm kind of excited for like 
that discipline that's going to be coming back for me. Um, but I am going to have to create a routine for myself um, for like days that I close. Like I'll have a morning routine for days I close and then I'll have like a before and after routine for days that I work like more of a mid shift or morning shift. Um, but I have been, you know, getting ahead of schedule. I filmed a bunch of videos. I'm currently editing them all, getting them like two weeks scheduled ahead of time so I can try and keep up with that momentum because yeah. I don't want to get stressed out this year because it, before COVID happened, um, I was working full time that whole entire year, but I was also doing like four videos a week and daily vlogging and stuff for readathons and stuff on my channel. And I was getting so like burnt out and stressed out right when COVID happened. I remember like crying. I was like, I think I need to quit my job. I like don't have enough time for everything. And then we got like a huge long break because of Corona. So thanks Corona. That's the only great thing you did for us. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to try and like be better with scheduling. And I think I'm going to go back to doing like social media detoxes and stuff and yes. you know like try and put reading time in because I think that's why I've been kind of in a slump is because I, I don't want to read right now because I'm trying to like right. catch up and get all this stuff done and so once I feel like a little bit more caught up then I want to like implement specific like reading hours of the day and I won't have I don't have a drive anymore so that's good but then at the same time I also won't be listening to like an audiobook like during my car drive yes. or catching up on like podcasts or booktube or and something that's like, like that. two hours that you would have had to listen to an audiobook yeah so it was two hours I mean I did I wasn't always in the mood to listen to an audiobook so sometimes I would just listen to music I'm gonna try and take that two hour time that I would have been driving and listening to an audiobook and put it into like reading daily instead since I will have that extra time so Let's see what happens. Yes. And I know you did the block scheduling before and that really helped you. So I think once you get back to work and kind of get into your groove, like I do think putting yourself on a schedule will be worth it mm -hmm. because I think there's two different types of people. I'm sure there's more, but in this <laughs> certain instance, I think of two different types of people. There's you and then there's me. Yeah. Whereas like you really do work better under pressure. You like to have deadlines. You like to work close to the deadline. Mm -hmm. And then there's me where if I'm too busy like that, I feel overwhelmed and anxious about it and I like having more free time and I like working way ahead of the deadline because for me I'm a perfectionist mm -hmm. so I feel like if I am doing something that's due in a month if I could do it 30 days out and get it all done and buttoned up and good to go and check that off my list I am so happy because then maybe I'll have new ideas to add to it or perfect it in another way or I could submit it for a review or something Something like that and then people can give me feedback and I can make it even better that's funny because I feel like when you said you have new ideas to add to it because I, I was gonna say before you said that that I don't like working ahead of schedule because I feel like I'm doing double the work and I second guess everything and so I have to do things like last minute to be like okay I'm just gonna film it that's what's gonna get done because I, I do that even with like the most anticipated releases I wrote them up but then I was like 
second guessing like okay should I film the video now but like what if I find another book that I wanted to put on there Mm -hmm. and then even with recording this I already filmed my most anticipated release and I actually was just editing it before we filmed this and I wrote down three books like from just talking to you and I was like oh darn like I should have put that in but no like it's done it's going up it's scheduled um but yeah like I think that's one of the reasons why like I have such a hard time like second guessing everything and so if I wait to the last minute it's like nope it's going done okay yeah don't have to think about it anymore I like to kind of like get the main bulk of it because I do get inspiration at weird parts of the day Mm -hmm. like if I'm taking a shower you know or something like that or I just in different weird parts of the day like if I'm eating lunch or something and I'm thinking about a project I'm like oh yeah I should add that part to it or oh I should change that color to that or just just different little things because obviously I have many projects going on but I just feel like I can add it and perfect it as, as it gets closer and closer to the deadline, mm-hmm. that by the time the deadline hits, it is a freaking masterpiece. Yeah. That's my goal, like in every project I ever do. And I think um, I spend so much time, if I don't have a deadline and I'm working ahead of schedule, I could spend, like say I'm doing like a plan with me or whatever in my bullet journal and I'm like, okay, I'm going to like get ahead of myself and start doing my plan with me and like pencil and spreads. I could spend like four days looking at spreads and penciling in spreads. So I have (laughs) to like do deadlines and be like, okay, this is like literally the only day that I have to like pencil in the spreads and then film it because otherwise, I don't know why I do that. Like even (laughs) with like meal planning and stuff, like I could look at cookbooks all day long and just like plan meals all day long forever and ever and ever. I guess I'm just like, you know, now that I'm not working, I definitely did have to set like my priorities and I have certain days that I do certain things. So I do definitely have a schedule that, okay, I'm going to work on Instagram on this day Mm -hmm. and I'm going to work on YouTube on this day and I'm going to work on this, this day. So I do have, you know, kind of deadlines for myself or days that I'm going to work on things. Mm -hmm. So I don't just spend like all day doing that one thing. That's really smart actually. Plus like, plus my husband works from home, so I'm limited the time that I can be in the office working. Mm -hmm. So I have to work around that schedule as well. So that's really, yeah. but like I said, there's two different types of people. There's you and then there's me. Yeah. I love that you have like a YouTube day and an Instagram day because I feel like, yeah, I'll try and be doing like 10 things all in one day. I'm like, oh, well, I have to clean, but then I also have to do YouTube and then I have to do Instagram and it just feels like there's just so much. Even if you just don't have like a dedicated day to it, but if you have a dedicated like block for it, which is where I got the idea for is like, mm-hmm. okay, on this day, these are the days I'm going to post. And, and like, sometimes like, obviously I don't mean like filming and editing because sometimes, especially with my husband, like working in the office and my editing software being in the same room where he is, mm-hmm. like I can only edit when he's not working. Yeah. So I try to do like other like behind the scenes, write up descriptions, do mm-hmm. tags, like yeah. So we work well together, and I think that's why is because like you can work, clo- you work hardest closer to the deadline. Mm-hmm. I work hardest way ahead of the deadline. So then we have two working heads. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's great. <laughs> don't forget our first book discussion of 2021, Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson, will be on February 15th. We covered lots of book releases, but there's definitely many, many more, and we'll get to those in a future episode. We appreciate your continued support with our podcast and urge you all to consider subscribing or favoriting the podcast so you don't miss out on everything we have planned. Absolutely. And please check out the Instagram at Talk Bookish Podcast. And if you have a topic you would like us to discuss or a book you want us to read, please email us at talkbookishpodcast at gmail.com and we'll consider it. Until next time, happy reading. Thank you.